0: Seconds to write this down. What three things increase your love for God? And what three things decrease your love for God? Right now, a bunch of you automatically you knew right away. What things increase your love for God? And right away you thought going to church. Right away you thought my connect group leader. Right away you thought of a group of friends that you hang out with, and you you talk about the Bible and you talk about Jesus and you talk about your relationship with God with them. Immediately you had some things that you're like, man, those are the things that for some of you it's worship. That increases your love for God. And then when I said, when I said what three things decrease your love for God, so many of you, a name or a face popped into your mind. Maybe it was a relationship that you're in that you need to get out of. For some of you, when I said what three things decrease your love for God, right away, you thought of a location. You thought of idols, like your cell phone. Some of you got to get off of social media for a little while. So what three things, write them down right now, what three things increase your love for God, what three, three things decrease your love for God? One of the things that increase my love for God is listening to podcasts. I listen to probably two, sometimes three messages a day, just because that's what, that's what feeds me, that's what brings me closer to God. Another thing is worship. Not just worship here with you guys, but whether it's turning on worship at home, or it's grabbing my guitar and just worshiping God on my own, a lot of times it's it's worship. One of the biggest things that increase my love for God is relationships. Things that decrease my love for God, some of them are relationships. A lot of them are places that I go. What are the three things for you in each of those? Keep writing them down if, if if you're writing, but let's move on. My second point tonight, first point was love, second point is, Fight. Everyone say, fight. fight. So, um, Dara mentioned fighting a lot on Sunday as her entire message was hockey-themed. And Nathaniel yeah. talked a little bit about, any hockey fans in the room? You're saved. You guys, the rest of you, we're praying for you. Um, Nathaniel talked about it last week as well, but I think it needs just a little, little we need to go a little bit deeper in it tonight. And, and whenever you're talking deep theology, you have to ask about, um, Something connected to Disney. Who's ever been to Disneyland? Uh, I, was at, I was at Disneyland yesterday and we were about to get, we were about to get on um, Haunted Mansion. We were in line for Haunted Mansion when I hear um, some kicking, screaming, yelling, a thud. And this was a child, maybe three or four years old, fighting his mom. So what happened was because they're in line and he's bored, mom gives him the cell phone. And she says, "Hey, it's time to give me the cell phone back." And he flips. What does he do? He throws the cell phone. It had a case on it. "Calm down." You know what mom did? I was like, "Yes, woman, you tell." Mom said, "Pick pick it up." And he's like, "No." And she's like pit, nudges him for some people start walking by, and the cell phone's in the middle of the line. I was like, "Ah, she's gonna give in. She's gonna pick it up." She goes, "Go ahead." They walk by. She's like, "Pick it up," and he wouldn't. So he, she she grabs him. She's like, "Pick it up," and he's like, "No." So she grabs the phone, hands it to dad, and drags this kid away, kicking and screaming. I was like, boy, if you don't, all you guys are like, "That mom's crazy." I'm like. My mom would have just beat me right then and there, right? Oh, Dragged me to the bathroom, right? That kid was fighting mom like nobody's business, man. But can I just tell you tonight, um, if you're going to follow Jesus, you need to learn to fight. Now, I'm not saying like MMA or like you need to be able to go fight Conor McGregor or anything like that. I'm not saying to go to, don't go to school and punch somebody and say, no, no, Mr. Vice Principal, my pastor told me. That's not what I'm talking about. See, I'm talking about fighting for your faith. See, living for God, like, it's not for the faint of heart. Following Jesus isn't for sissies. You, you think it's a coincidence that Psalm 44 is all about this absolute fight? You think it's a coincidence that Romans chapter 8, it mentions persecution and bullying and backstabbing and a sword? No, it's all about a fight. You see, there's a, there's a verse in Ephesians chapter 6. We don't have time to dig into it tonight, but Ephesians 6 has, um, it has six different Uh, weapons, pieces of armor essentially that teach us how to fight and they all have deeper meaning but we're not going to get into that tonight so go home Google Ephesians chapter 6, do a study on the armor of God. The six pieces are um, a helmet, sword, chest plate, belt, shield, and shoes. You had me at shoes but that's beside the point. Here's the thing about the armor of God. As I read those six different things, as I read the, the, the sword, chest plate, belt, shield, shoes, can I tell you, which one did I miss? Because I only, five. Helmet, thank you, good looking out. All of those things are weapons or armor that protect your front side. See, not a single one of those are li- that are listed pr- protect your backside. You wanna know why? Because you're not called to retreat. You're not called to turn around and run away. You're called to get in the fight, to get in the battle, and to do some work. That's why th- this, this verse doesn't give you a single piece of armor to protect your back, because you're never called to run away. You're called to stay in the fight and be the more than conqueror that Jesus said that you are. Somebody say amen. Because all we do is win. Man, this type of living, it'll, it'll be a fight. And here's the hard part. Um, The hard part is that sometimes the greatest battle that we face is in our own home and it's in our own families. And if that's you, can I just tell you tonight that you're not alone and Jesus saw that coming. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 34 says, don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace but a sword I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Verse 36, your enemies will be at your right in your own household. You know, I grew up in a family that was not, um, they were not believers. And often the, the greatest battles, the greatest fights, and the greatest temptation came from my own home and from my own family. And if you relate to that, can I tell you tonight that you're not alone, you're a light. Keep fighting for your family. Keep being a light to your family. Don't give up, keep fighting. Two questions for this. What are the three things that help you fight? What are the three things that are fighting you? Well, you write those things down. Let me just tell you that in in Psalm Psalm 44, David's talking about uh, people who are being persecuted, they're being attacked. And can I tell you that in Psalm 44, they're not being persecuted because they were disobedient to God. In fact, they were being persecuted because they were being obedient to God. So tonight, if you're being persecuted, if you're being oppressed, if you're being attacked, if you're in the middle of a fight or a battle, that's how you, it might not be because you've been disobedient to God. In fact, it might be because you were obedient to God. But stay in that fight. Keep pushing forward. Don't give up fighting. The band can head up tonight. Help us set the mood. Write this down. My third point. Rest. Three things. To more life, love, fight, now rest. You want more life, you got to learn to rest. Now make no mistake about it, because God's my witness. I'm, not ta- I'm talking more rest, I'm not talking more sleep, because most of y'all get way too much sleep. And that's why you're so tough. Don't say no. You know how many, you know how many students I had. like, hey, can you come help on Saturday? We're doing a cleanup day. And then they don't show up. And I'm like, hey, what happened? Like, oh, I couldn't make it. Cause like I got to bed late and I would have only got like 10 hours of sleep. I'm like 10 hours of sleep. Like some of you junior hires, you need to start training yourself to operate on less sleep for when you get to high school. That's the best lie I've ever heard. That's, that's from God. Some of you high schoolers, you got to learn to get less sleep for when you get to college. And for when you get a job. Like, I'm not talking about more sleep. I'm talking about rest. I'm talking about rest. See, God thought that rest was so important that even though he didn't need rest, he created the earth in six days and on the seventh day he rested. Why? So that he could show us a theme and principle of life, which is rest. Rest brings us peace. Pre- peace uh, uh, brings us more life. Jesus is the prince of peace. But PC, that stands for Pastor Corey, uh, just in case you didn't know. We, we just read a verse about war and battle. We just read that Jesus said that he didn't, he didn't come to bring peace but a sword. So how is it that we have rest, that we have peace, and Jesus is the Prince of peace? See, here's the thing, is that Jesus never said that he would protect you from every battle. He just said he'd give you peace in the middle of battle. You see, in the, and he never said that you wouldn't need a sword. He just said, Jesus just said that, that you can have peace and rest in the middle of swinging that sword. That's what he said. Jesus, he didn't promise us that we would never get into a fight. I'm not talking about with your brother and sister. He said, preach, oh my God. But he said, he promised that he'd never leave us alone in the fight. So you can have peace. And peace will give you rest. You might be like, Pastor Corey, how can I have peace when my parents are about to get divorced? How, how can I have peace when we can't even pay the bills? How can I have peace when my last boyfriend took advantage of me and then broke up with me? How can I have peace when all my friends deserted me? Here's how. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible. It's just a couple chapters after Psalm 44, 22. Psalm 46, 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. You need to have moments when you quiet the world around you, when you quiet everything going on, and you just get to know God and know that He's God. Two questions. What are the two things that make you feel rested? I'm sorry, what are the three things that make you feel rested? What are the three things that tire you out? The things that make you feel rested, do your best to do those things more. The three things that tire you out, Do your best to do those things less. Now, the second thing might be work or school or homework. You can't just stop doing those things. You can't. But there's some things that you can distance yourself from that tire you out, that wear you down. I want to conclude with this. Um, Psalm 44 and Romans 8, uh, they mirror each other. They use the exact same words and and they're very similar situations where in Psalm 44 the Israelites are going to battle, they're losing, they're dying In Romans 8 Christians were being persecuted and killed for their beliefs and, and the thing is is that the two, the two are very similar but they have two very different tones. Gentlemen you know exactly the tone I'm talking about when, when you, you try to get your sister to say, I'm sorry. There's a big difference between the tone, I'm sorry, and the tone, I'm sorry. You know, there's a big difference, right? And Psalm 44 and Romans 8, big difference in tone. See, Psalm 44 is a cry of distress, while Romans 8 is a confident declaration. Psalm 44 is like, we're being killed, we're being, we're, we're, we're being persecuted, We've lost all these battles. So what are we gonna do? Like the, the world is coming to an end. I don't know what to do now. Romans eight is like, can't touch this. Da, da, da. Like it's so like, it's so confident. Just listen, listen to the, the words that it uses. It's like, like God is for us. Who could be against us? It says. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing. Not a single thing. Not even Satan. Not his entire army. Not every single demon in hell. Not even the entire kingdom of hell. Nothing can separate us from God. Even death. Death can't phase us. It's it's confidence that borders cockiness. Confidence is great. Cockiness is the worst. And this is like, wait a second. Apostle Paul wrote this. You're like, are you being cocky here? He's like, not even death can phase us. There's a big, big difference in the two. Now, what's the difference between the two? What's the game changer? What's the thing that made the tone different? Well, Psalm 44 is in the Old Testament, and Romans 8 is in the New Testament. Who came in the New Testament? Jesus. Jesus is the game changer. He's the one that will take you from desperation to confidence. He's the one that will take you from depression to joy. He's the one that will take you from feeling like your whole world is crumbling down to your whole world crumbling down, and for some reason, you're just okay with it. Like, no, everything's going to be okay because he's the prince of peace. And that only happens when you take a step back. You have a moment where you say, I'm going to be still and know that he is God. Tonight, I want to I pray for you in a moment. And in a moment, some of you have never, some of you that have never stepped into this type of relationship, you're going to step into the relationship tonight. Step into that peace. Because Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, come, come to me, all you, all you. That means everybody, bless you. That means everybody. That means those, those who have grown up in church and those who haven't, all. That means white, Hispanic, black, Asian. That means those of you who've been partying for the last two years and those of you who have been playing World of Warcraft every single night for the past two years. Those of us who have made massive mistakes and those of us who haven't made that many mistakes. It says all, even those who sneeze in the middle of a message. All, everybody, just kidding. You're, you're included in that all. If you've never stepped into a relationship with Jesus, I wanna give you that opportunity. You ever felt like there's more to life? There is. Not more life. It'll only go for your entire life. Through love, fight, and rest. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? God, thank you so much that you give us rest. That you give us love. Thank you, God, that that God, in the middle of the craziest storms, in the middle of the craziest fights, we can have peace. And that peace comes because of your love. God, tonight I pray... God, as you have embraced us, that we would embrace you in return. With heads bowed, with eyes closed, nobody looking around. Maybe tonight you've never entered into that type of relationship. You've never stepped into that peace and you're hearing about it. and You're like, yeah, you know what? My, my life kind of isn't all out war right now. It seems like a battle. It seems like a fight. That backstabbing you talked about, I'm pretty familiar with that. And if tonight you're like, man, I just need peace. And you're talking about this guy, Jesus, who loves me so much that he died for me. And all I need to do to enter into this more life is to enter into a relationship with him. And I want to do that tonight. If that's you, in in just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I just want you to respond in a very simple way by just raising your hand. And so if that's you tonight, if you want to enter into a relationship with the Prince of Peace, if you want that rest, if you want that love in the middle of this fight, You just raise your hand. One, tonight's your night. Two, don't hesitate. Three, all over this place, that's you. Anybody else? Hands going up everywhere, anybody else? Amazing, anybody else? Tonight you need that peace, you need that rest. You wanna step into a relationship with God. Anybody else? You can put your hands down tonight. The way that we start off this relationship is in a very simple way by saying a simple prayer. Now we're going to say this prayer together. We're not going to leave you hanging. We're not going to let you do it alone. We're all going to say this together. So out loud together, would you pray this right after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Would you save me? Would you love me? Would you guide me? Would you give me rest in the middle of this fight? Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins, that you rose from the dead, So I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. From this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we welcome people into our family right now?